there's so much advice out there. How do you know what productivity method to follow? Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast to episode number 141, where I'm asking the question, which productivity method should you follow? This is one of my favorite times of the week. I love recording this podcast. It's Monday. It's content day, which I'll be talking about in this episode, and I love uh, sitting down and being able to record this podcast. So... There's no doubt there is a lot of advice out there about how to be more productive. Um, Perhaps you've been told, probably by me, you know, to block your tasks onto your calendar. Maybe you've tried things like the Pomodoro technique or you've read about getting things done, GTD. Uh, And some people will tell, you know, to write down three absolutes for the day. There is so many different methods and techniques for being more productive. And these methods, this is what I refer to as like a productivity method, all these different techniques. I call them productivity methods. And these really are, these methods really just define how you do your work. Uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. And when it comes to managing your workload and your productivity, there's no sh- shortage of methods to choose from. There's multiple ways to be productive. And the truth is, there's no one best way to manage your productivity. And you probably need to try a few methods to find the thing that works for you and your personal style. I, I talk about this on my podcast and with clients all the time. So much of productivity is personal style and preference. There is no best way. People often are looking for that silver bullet. Um, but the method you choose may is going to differ um, depending on the type of work you do and perhaps even the time of day or week as well. And so today I'm going to be exploring some of the different um, productivity methods out there, how I use them, how I think about them, and how you might go about adopting various methods. If you want to read the corresponding blog post or just um, get access to the links of anything mentioned in this episode, you can find those at paulminers.com forward slash 141. So firstly, I'm going to talk about using time blocking to be more proactive and less reactive. Because when we're doing our work, there's kind of two states that we can be in. We can be in a proactive or a reactive state. Being proactive, this is where I think you're being very intentional with your time. You're planning ahead to decide what to work on and how to get everything done. I I say you are the one in control when you're being proactive. When you're reactive, on the other hand, this is where you are responding to things in real time. Your work is being determined by the need to respond to things outside of your control, other people. And so while being reactive may seem like a bad thing that can hurt our productivity, it's often a requirement of a lot of our jobs. I get that, me me included, you know. And so depending on the urgency or the importance of a task, that will determine when you need to respond and do something now and be reactive or whether you can wait and come back to it later and kind of postpone it and plan ahead. That's being more proactive. And so the key is to get this balance right because I'd say most people spend too much time being reactive and not enough time thinking about their priorities and planning their time and being proactive. And so this is what leads to that lack of productivity and always having to kind of catch up. And so if you want to be more proactive, this is where we can use different productivity methods that I talked about to help with different, uh, help us switch between these different modes. And last week I was actually having a call with a client who who's often in a reactive mode. And during the day he's answering phone calls from clients, he's responding to employees who need to, who come into his office. And he asked me how he should manage his time so that he can still be reactive like this, because he needs to be, but still get his own work done as well. How does that, how do you balance these two things? And so we talked about the benefits of time blocking 
And I've got a link in my show notes for the post I wrote in the video I've, I've done around time blocking and how this can be used to plan when you're going to work on different tasks. Uh, now, he can't take time blocking to the extreme that I do. And some people can't even stand time blocking. Um, he, but he has a team of, um, he has a team of many people and, and many clients to manage. And so his work requires that he be in a reactive mode at least, you know, some of the time. But he can use time blocking when it suits him. He may not use it all the time, but when it suits him, he can use time blocking to carve out periods of time for his own work or priorities. And the rest of the time, he can leave his calendar open and blank and you know, take a phone call or chat to an employee if he, if he needs to. And he actually said to me, he's really good at putting um, going to the gym on his calendar. He sticks to those. He'll put going to the gym on the calendar and he's really good at going to the gym at those times. And so I said, right, now we just need to apply that same thinking to one or two tasks a week where you can put that task on and go, right, now I'm not going to take any phone calls. I'm not going to listen to anyone and I'm going to sit down and do my do my thing. And I said to him, it's okay to break the rules sometimes. You know, often I'll have a client ask if they can talk to me tomorrow. I actually, literally this afternoon, I, I was trying to, this was a brand new client. They hadn't even signed up and paid for me yet. And she said, can I talk to you this afternoon? And I said, and I had to sort of, while I could have taken her call, I had to sort of say, well, actually, uh, sorry, it'll, it'll have to be next week because I've already planned to do things like record this podcast. And so, you know, when something like that happens, I look at my calendar and I have to make a decision on whether, am I happy to push back some of my own work to free up time for a client, which I often do, um, but other times I will be more protective of my time, like in that example. And so it really depends on the urgency and the importance of my work and, and the client as well. And so uh, it's just sort of a decision you have to weigh up. You know, it's okay to break the rules and move things around if you need to. So that's time blocking. And I think, like I said, it really helps us to be more proactive and less reactive, which I think most of us spend our time in. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Front. Now, the number of inboxes we have to deal with on a daily basis has become pretty overwhelming. Most people have multiple email addresses, social media accounts to check, and now add to the mix a situation where maybe you need to collaborate with a few people to work on the same inbox at once, maybe if you work in sales or customer support. Now, in the past, teams have tried to manage a shared inbox using labels or folders or by CCing messages and emailing each other back and forth, and it's a real nightmare. Uh, trust me, I've been in these situations before. The good news is that with Front, this is the only and last inbox you'll ever need. Front allows you to create a team inbox where multiple people can access the same email account, and incoming messages can then be assigned to a teammate who's responsible for replying. As a team, you can chat within the thread and draft a response together and, and converse back and forth. And it's not just for email. You can connect your Twitter and Facebook accounts, manage a phone number, and send SMS messages, or even deal with chat responses from your website. And it's not just for sales and customer service teams. I've been trialing it with my wife, who helps me with my email. And she'll often have questions and needs to check with me before she hits send. And in front, we can chat back and forth in real time without having to move the message between folders or CCing each other. Front also integrates with loads of third-party tools, so I've connected it with Pipedrive and Asana, which means I can really easily create new contacts, deals, or tasks right from inside Front. You can get started today for just $9 a month. Head to frontapp.com forward slash PMP to start a free trial. And thank you, Front, for sponsoring this episode of the Poor Miners podcast. And then there's things like getting things done. And I borrow a lot of concepts from getting things done. Um, as you may have seen in my Asana training videos on YouTube, I've incorporated a few concepts from GTD into my own system. I really like this idea of like next actions. Uh, next actions are small little tasks I can complete in a few minutes that aren't really time sensitive, and I will just do them when I get a chance. 
And I also like from GTD this concept of waiting, having a waiting list. These are sort of tasks that I need to do, but I'm, I'm waiting on, they're sort of on hold because I'm waiting for somebody to get back to me on them. And so these two things, and actually the, the weekly review as well, I've been doing that for, I don't even know, six or seven years, I think. I can't even imagine finishing my week without going through this ritual. And so while I don't strictly follow GTD, because um, it's quite a strict sort of methodology, I've adopted the parts of the system that work for me. And then there's things like the Pomodoro technique, and I think this is great for helping us stay focused. Now, some people swear by the Pomodoro technique. If you haven't heard of it, this is where you work in 25-minute blocks of time, and one block is sort of called a Pomodoro. And the goal is to focus on one thing for the duration of that Pomodoro and not get distracted. Um, some people will even keep track of the number of times they get distracted, and they work to reduce the distractions each time. And when the Pomodoro ends, you take a five-minute break to have a, just a quick break, get some water, uh, go to the loo, and then switch to the next thing. Now, I've tried working like this, but I can't get into it. I don't like having to stop every 25 minutes. I think it's too short. Uh, and, and I don't want to have to take like a mandatory break to make it work. And just due to the nature of my work as well, like I'm often um, uh, on a few back-to-back -back calls and it just doesn't really fit with the format of my work with calls like this. I have nothing against the Pomodoro technique. It's just not for me. And so other people love using the pom uh, Pomodoros to stay more focused and reduce task switching. So if you are someone that tends to be distracted easily, it's a nice technique you you can use to build focus and discipline. So another great method, it really depends on how you like to work and the type of work that you do as to whether you adopt this or not. And then the final one I wanted to talk about was this concept of theming your days. Again, I've mentioned this before, and actually it was ever since I interviewed Mike Vardy back in episode number nine of this podcast years ago, um, I've really liked this idea of theming your days. And this is where each of the each day of the week has a particular theme of work that you focus on. So for example, like I said at the start, Monday is my content day. Uh, so with the time difference to the United States, which is where most of my clients are, uh, for most of my clients it's a Sunday and they're not working. So I can use this day to work on content like uh, blog posts, this podcast. Just before this, I did a video. In fact, today, basically, I've done, I've written the post for this podcast. I'm recording it now. And I made a video about Zapier, which will go up later this week as well. It's all, This whole day is about is about content. And this doesn't mean that I'm not doing other work on a Monday. Um, it just means that the overarching focus for the day is content. And ever since Mike Vardy on the podcast shared this idea with me, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this idea. Uh, another example is Wednesday. Again, I've mentioned this before. Wednesday is my project day. This is where I exclusively work on my own projects and non-client work. I've got a few big projects on the go at the moment. I've been had an SEO audit done on my website. I'm migrating to ConvertKit as well. A few big projects that I'm working on at the moment. And, and generally, I'll try and carve out uh, Wednesdays to work on that kind of thing. Other themes could be things like, you know, administration, client work, creative work, planning, focus time, whatever it is that you do. And even, um, you know, depending on your job, there are going to be other things that maybe you need to do that I haven't haven't listed here, obviously. Um, so just like with time blocking, sometimes, again, I break the rules and I don't stick to my themes. You know, I'll often have to schedule the odd client call on my project day. Um, but with all the different uh, productivity techniques you can use, it's okay to, you know, deviate when the situation calls for it. I think that's okay. So in summary, I think, you know, when experimenting with different productivity models and methods and planning your work, it's okay to try a few things, borrow the ideas from different methods of the things that work for you, and don't worry too much about what other people are doing. You know, we all, we're all operating in different conditions. We all have different jobs and responsibilities. The best system or method is the one that works for you, that helps you to achieve that balance between proactive and reactiveness. And it's funny, I, you know, on last week's podcast, I interviewed Kay. 
I, as, as I've said, I'm a big advocate of time blocking. Kay can't stand time blocking. He actually recently published a video on YouTube about why he doesn't like time blocking. And I saw that and I was like, Kay, we're going to do a debate. So actually coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks, I'm going to be recording a video with Kay about the pros and cons of time blocking. And it's around this same idea. You know, there are these different methods. They all have advantages and disadvantages. And um, it's about choosing the one that works for you and weighing up you know what's going to work and what your your personal style as well so we have that i have that video coming up in the next few weeks so keep an eye out for that so what do you think do you have any questions thoughts comments do you have a favorite productivity model that i haven't mentioned here there are loads after all i've really just mentioned a couple here head on over to the show notes paulminers.com slash 141 leave me a comment let me know your thoughts comments and feedback i really do love hearing from you you can reach me on twitter at paulminers and if you're on my email newsletter list respond to any of my emails one more time, thank you very much for listening. As always, I appreciate your time and attention, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners Podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content, and I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website paulminers.com VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.